everyone, it's Leanne Volke, and I'm so excited. Tomorrow I'm kicking off a brand new program, and it's called the Yoga Teacher Mentor Mastermind, and it's to help yoga teachers or newer teachers or anyone who's been teaching. Really, it's just for heart-based entrepreneurs who want to do what they love, but they've realized it's a little bit more challenging than just hanging out a shingle or creating a website or a blog. Um, and how do you get noticed in this noisy world? Here's what I realized. Now, when I was a kid, I was always the entrepreneur. I had a, I think my first job, I was 13 years old and I had a paper route. Now, I didn't have a bike at the time, I don't think, but my friends, Jennifer and Michelle, who lived two doors up, they had a moped. So we would go deliver these newspapers on a moped. But the one thing I hated about this job is that the delivering part I had down. But at the end of the month, you had to go ask for the money for the paper. And I just was so nervous about asking someone for money. Now, that wasn't my first entrepreneurial journey. When I was even younger, I would have these carnivals and we would gather all of our old toys and those would be the prizes and we'd come up with these carnival-like games. We would make um, like bowling pins and um, just different random games that we would come up with. I don't even know how we came up with them, but we were convinced that we were going to make money so we could go to the mall and go shopping. Now, when I was a kid, my parents got divorced and my mom worked a lot to keep us in the same house and in the same schools and to keep life truly as normal as possible for us. And I remember it was hard. So she would work sometimes 60 hours straight and just be exhausted. Now, when you're working that much, there's things that just don't get taken care of. Sometimes things would be broken or not work well, but we really, I tried to always keep the semblance of all as well. I remember my mom's also a neat freak. So she would vacuum the carpet, but then we had this rake where you would have to rake the carpet so that there were no lines from the vacuum. Thankfully, we've gotten over that. But I remember too is, you know, we tried to get by with what we had and there would be times where like we had this piano that was given to us by our Aunt Mabel and someone would come over and they'd want to go play the piano and we'd be like, no, don't play the piano. And it wasn't that we didn't like music. It was that the cat had this thing about pooping under the piano right by the pedals. So you never knew if the cat had gone and made a mess under the piano. So you were like, don't touch the piano. But we got by. We had a lot of fun. And we had the adventures that we wanted. We were never short on vacation. We were never short on what we needed. But we maybe didn't always have what we wanted. But we made it work. It taught us to be scrappy. It taught us to be creative. I remember if we wanted um, like to make something and we didn't have a lot of groceries in the house because it had been a while since we went to the grocery store, we would make like this Bisquick coffee cake. And if we were missing an ingredient, we would just improvise. We made it work. It wasn't a big deal. Now, I think that that taught me to make things work, to figure out how do you get by if you maybe don't have everything you think you need. And I think out of that, I realized like I really didn't need as much as I thought. 
Like what I truly need to be happy is pretty minimal. My husband might think differently, but when you break it down, I need my family. I need the ability to um, have access to alternative healthcare practitioners and health and wellness. Now, I'm starting this program tomorrow because when I first opened Epic, I had this story like, my husband, who's a finance guy, we'd sit down to discuss things and he would say, well, that's great, babe, but you know, how, what's going on with this? And I'm like, look, here's the deal. We're paid in different currencies. I'm paid in joy. You're paid in dollars because I wanted to justify that what I was doing was good and valuable. And it was, and it is, but the challenge was initially I wasn't making any money to justify the amount of work that I was doing. Now, this seems to be something I see a lot in this industry. Yoga teachers have huge hearts. They're wonderful souls, but they don't always have business skills. So this program is really to help people figure out how do you take this thing that you're passionate about and turn it into a business. Not like in a sleazy way, but in a way that allows you to get noticed, in a way that allows you to find an offering that will serve the community you want to serve. Anyways, I am so excited about it. I'm excited about a way to help teachers create a viable living for themselves. And really, that's what's necessary in order for us to have yoga studios and yoga practices long term. Because if nobody can make a living doing it, no one's going to be able to do it. It's always kind of my beef with free yoga or $5 classes because it cheapens the practice. I'm all for giving it to the underserved communities, but I don't think people living in multi-million dollar houses necessarily need free yoga. Anytime something's given away for free, it's not valued. It's just the way our society works. Now, I think that everyone should have access to yoga because of the healing benefits. But I think that to just give it away undervalues it. So I'll have updates about the 16-week program that we're kicking off. I'm so excited and I can't wait to see these individuals blossom and be able to truly take their love of these practices and share them with the world. Alrighty. Bye for now.